0: Season 2, Episode 18, Powerful Reverb Tips. Now, I really have one main tip I want to get across to you, and that's using pre-delay. We'll talk more about it in this episode, but there's some other things I want to talk about with Reverb too. Uh, Before we get into this episode, I want to tell you guys again, be inside your program and then search for your answers when you're stuck. I promise you that is going to help you so much, No matter what you're trying to learn in life, get in there. Try it yourself. Once you get stuck, go look for your answer. Once you find your answer, get back into the music program, okay? If you want to learn more about that, I talk about that in my free book. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys, and you guys can get it for free if you sign up with your email. I'll also give you special pricing to join the membership Okay, so let's talk about some things about reverb. And so first of all, what is reverb? Essentially, I always think about reverb like the space you're in. There's different types of reverb. Like if you talk about convolution reverb and like, you know, it it can get pretty intense, but I don't want to get that intense about reverb. I usually always like to talk to you about the simple stuff that's effective. So as you can hear, this is my voice with some reverb on. All right, it sounds, you know, big, but I can adjust it. ...and make my voice you know, totally different and make it almost sound like it's in a bathroom, a really small room. And so when we add reverb onto our instruments, it immediately helps them blend in. Too much reverb, your whole mix can kind of sound smeary because nothing is really precise. But if something is sticking out of the mix too much... That could be an indication. Just throw some reverb on it and I promise you it's going to help blend in a lot better. Now, some people like to, you know, use sends for, you know, in other words, they just use like one reverb and they send all their instruments to it. I'll talk a little bit about about that in this episode. Uh, I don't have a preference. But I also like to sometimes add it directly on, and many times if you have a a reverb plugin that allows you to blend both the dry and the wet, like the Fruity Reverb 2, which I think is a really, really good reverb, especially now that they added in the um, mod wheel to kind of scatter the echoes around. Essentially, I always think about reverb as in trying to replicate a space or adding on like ambience to a sound. Instead of that piano note sounding very quick and short, we can immediately give it a tail. But it's a beautiful tail, something that can really blend. Now, the main thing I want to talk about in this episode, though, for you, for you to learn is Take advantage of what's called pre-delay on a reverb. Now, if you're adjusting reverb on your instrument in the mixing stage and you're finding that you just can't get your reverb to stand out, well, you know, typically what you're going to do is, well, I'm going to add more reverb and you're going to do that by increasing like the wet knob or by increasing the decay knob, which is how long that tail is, right? But what that is going to do is it's going to make too much reverb, right? You're going to have too much reverb going on in your track. So what you can do is you can use pre-delay. And so what it does is it delays the reverb by just a little bit. So imagine if the piano plays. Here's a piano note with reverb. And here's the piano note with pre-delay. Now I really, really exaggerated the pre-delay and here's the piano note with a better dialed in pre-delay. So what's happening is that the reverb is actually being delayed. So what's happening is we're actually able to hear that piano note. And then we're saying after 10 milliseconds or 15 milliseconds or 30 milliseconds, then play the reverb. And so what that allows the reverb to do is, first of all, you get a nice clear piano note, right? It's not being masked by reverb. So we get the clean, dry piano note. Since the pre-delay is delaying the reverb, we actually get the full volume at a later time, which means that we're actually hearing that reverb louder because if we had no pre-delay, what happens is the regular dry note and the wet note play at the same time. And essentially they kind of mask each other. With pre-delay, you get the dry note, it plays, and then now we can have a shorter decay time because it allows the reverb to be heard more clearly because the original note isn't being played, but that's how I often use pre-delay. It allows me to mix in more reverb, more aggressively with shorter tails. And that is my little trick for how I get a lot of reverb without it sounding like too much reverb. Okay, just use some pre-delay, and then you can have less decay. So play around with with pre-delay, really try it out Uh, a good, sound to practice pre-delay on is a snare okay because the snare is very very quick and you can really hear that if there's too much pre-delay it kind of sounds almost like a like it's you can actually hear it you want to just well it all depends on what kind of sound you're trying to achieve but let's just say in a basic mixing environment where we have a snare we want to add some reverb on we're finding that the reverb is getting lost. So let's say we put like 20 to 30 second, um, a milliseconds of pre-delay on there. Now you can have a less decay value. So you get louder reverb, less tail, and it plays this a little bit later. Okay. Uh, the next thing I will talk about is, um, using a low cut and a high cut on the reverb. Now, some reverbs have this built in, First of all, you need to understand about series and parallel processing. I'm not going to get too much into that. And I think I have a podcast episode on that. So you can check it on my website. You can just search, use a search bar, go series or search just parallel and something should come up. But if we put a reverb just in series and it doesn't have a dry and a wet, then it automatically just becomes like the wet signal. Okay, so I usually do like to have a dry and a wet signal when I'm working with reverb because it really allows you to blend in what you want. If you want more information on that, you can check out my course. It's called FL Studio Mixer Workflow. Or if you join the membership, you can watch all the courses. So that is just kind of series and parallel processing. I like to have a parallel track or the wet track with the reverb, you can blend it in. On that wet track, you can adjust... low cut so such as cutting out the low lows on reverb many times you don't need those low lows it allows your bass to cut through more and very often you can also cut the highs on reverb too depending on the sound you're wanting to get things to stand out because at the end of the day we are limited to our frequency space and we have to create space for all our different instruments and reverb is an effect that can really take up a lot of space can do it in a pleasant way and we can have a lot of control over it, such as again the pre-delay and the decay and all that stuff. The decay is just how long that reverb is playing out. The pre-delay actually delays that reverb by however much you've adjusted it after the initial note. So if the piano would play, it would play 30 milliseconds later, again, allowing you to get a louder reverb and a shorter tail. Now, one thing I want to talk about, which I've seen a lot of people mention over the years, and I've tried it myself, but I'm still not in favor of any way. Some people say that, you know, they only use reverb on like a send, which means that they'll send all their instruments in through one reverb. And the benefit of this is that it's lower CPU usage because a reverb is more heavy on your CPU and you only have to use one reverb. You only have to set... Up one reverb, and then you can dial in how much reverb you want from each instrument. For example, you can say I want the piano at a hundred percent. So we get a hundred percent of the dry signal and a hundred percent of the reverb. Let's just say, let's say the guitar, let's say we only send let's say 50% or like 35% to that reverb. And so that is how you can get more and less reverb, but still use the same reverb. And a lot of people like this sound because they say it sounds more cohesive. So again, you can use the sends, you know, I really like using sends just for workflow and convenience, but many times if I want a different sound, there's nothing wrong with opening up another reverb and, you know, changing it up. Now, I just want to quickly talk about the Fruity Reverb 2, all right? So over my years, I've used quite a few different reverbs and I really do like the Fruity Reverb 2. They recently introduced the Mod Wheel, which allows you to break up the consistency of a reverb. Okay. And so what can happen is, you know, if you're always hitting like the same notes over and over, like the reverb can kind of build up, but with a mod wheel, it kind of skews those a little bit and it just makes it sound more natural. And so what I'm saying is, you know, uh, i I even have the Fab Filter Pro R reverb. I, it's really powerful. It's really cool. It's really complex. But for myself, I find it's kind of like so complex that it doesn't allow me to like just flow fast. It's something that it's like if you want to have a really special reverb or have super, super good control over your reverb, look to something like Filters Pro R, which is their reverb plugin. But the Fruity Re- Reverb 2 by FL Studio is so versatile, right? I really like how visual it looks. Again, with that new mod wheel it's uh, I I So again, on my FL Studio template, again, if you check out the free five keys book, sign up, you will get special pricing to the membership. You also have an option to grab my FL Studio template at a discount. And in my FL Studio template, I use the Fruity Reverb 2 for two of those reverb sends. And I adjust them a little bit differently just to get a quick, different sound. Now, you can add a reverb directly onto a sound. There's nothing wrong with that, but you do want to have a reverb such as the Fruity Reverb 2, which allows you to get the dry and wet signal, and you can get a good blend, okay? So there you guys go. I think there's, you know, that's a lot of things to know about a reverb. Uh, So what is a reverb? Essentially, it just adds, like, ambience, and, like, I think people say it's just like a bunch of echoes, essentially, Um, but you can dial in a long tail, a short tail, you can Uh, kind of copy the sound of a room and again there's even different styles of reverbs and i'll leave you if you want to uh, do research on that but you can look up like convolution reverbs and um you know check it out on youtube there's a lot of cool videos where they kind of use like an impulse response Uh, but the main one i wanted to really get across to you was the pre-delay okay play with that with a snare really try it out, test it. I promise you it's going to allow you to get a lot of reverb sound without a super long decay tail. Okay, so that is this episode. If you guys have any questions, you guys feel free to reach out to me. I have been working behind the scenes here. I'm going through every single one of my old blog posts. There's over 200 of them and I'm updating the text and I'm Creating a new video for each one, and I've already started. So, you guys can visit my YouTube channel. So, youtube.com forward slash it's gratuitous. Uh, one is What is a VST? And another one will be coming out The Differences Between VST 3 and VST 2. Uh, if you guys are on the email list, you guys will be updated on all, all that. Or again, you guys can just subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to the podcast if you like this episode. So, again, If you guys want to learn FL Studio and check out my courses, I highly suggest downloading my free book. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple, it becomes creative. You can download it by going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. You will have to sign up and I will send you an email to download it. Again, there there will be special pricing to the membership. And uh, if you guys ever have questions, you feel free to send me an email. So just visit my website. You can visit the contact page, and I'll usually get back to you within a day or two. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.